It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Welcome back to the Believe in NXT podcast. Like always, one half of you. You know what? I screw this intro up almost every single week for at least one of the episodes. And you would think being about episode 43, I think this, this close to 50, you would think I would have this down pat by now, said, right? I think you do. Um, it's all right. You know what? We, we, we persevere and we still give you the hottest content in professional wrestling. So, I mean, this comes with territory. It's true. It's true. But like I said, this is the Believe in NXT podcast. I'm one half of the podcast tag team champions of the world. Jacob DeLawrence right here, like always, my boy Cedric Welton's with me. We're being smart, still quarantined, still at home, said it's still in the same spot, practicing safe social distancing. It's Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening, Wednesday night with you pushing up against NXT starting whenever you're hearing this, which means it's only one thing. It's the preview show. And surprisingly, we have a packed NXT episode. We got a bunch of fallout. Looks like a couple of things might officially get started this week. And we're here to break it down like only we can. But before we do that, just want to let you guys know, make sure you follow us on Twitter and like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I'm at underscore J Della. Said is at said underscore says. That is C-E-double-D underscore S-A-Y-S. And of course, Believe, the podcast network that pays us and hasn't canceled us, is at Believe Podcast. Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, anywhere that you can find podcasts, there's a 90% chance that we're there. We have podcasts. We'll travel. All you got to do is search Believe in NXT. It'll pop up. Click the subscribe, the follow, the share button, whatever the appropriate method is for your preferred service. Leave a nice little review, leave a comment, tell a friend to tell a friend that, hey, this is the best WWE-centric podcast. Where else can you get classical lines from guests where the man Jeff J came through on Monday's episode and dropped bars on us? And when I say bars, I said the man came through and compared Charlotte Flair to Thanos. Yes. Compared Charlotte Flair to, to Thanos and compared Charlotte Flair to Beyonce. Back to back. Let's not forget that. Yeah, this, this this happened, and that's and if you haven't listened to the episode, go listen to it. Jeff has said a lot of beautiful things, man. He's so he put things so eloquently in regards to why it's important to take wrestling serious, why wrestling fans exist, and if you're not a wrestling fan, you need to get on a bandwagon. It's that simple. Yeah, man. It's like the late '90s. Wrestling's cool again. Like. I don't think you'll see LeBron skip a practice to go team up with like Seth Rollins or Drew McIntyre or the New Day. 
like Rodman did back in 98 was like, Rodman was like, nah, man, screw mm-hmm. practice. We're in the middle of the finals. We're tired. You, nah, nah. I'm going to go hang out with Hulk Hogan. Might not see that happen now because Adam Silver might lose his shit. But hey, wrestling is cool again. So just stop hating. But you're listening to this podcast. You either got to like me and say it personally or you just have to be a fan of wrestling or both. So we appreciate you. Now tell some more people to come join and listen. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Exactly. How you doing today, Seth? I feel like I didn't actually ask you how you were doing. I'm solid, man. I mean, been up for a while. Um, the sleep in this quarantine time is actually getting a little bit better, um, which is good. Starting to fill up my time with more activities. But, of course, still in the same spot, man. Still in the same spot. But, I mean, I cannot complain because we have content to discuss. Rich, nutritious content. And that's, that's, and that's where we're getting to this NXT talk, man. We... um. I think last week was a decent episode it was pretty jam-packed and i think that we're going to follow suit this week especially since now we know that we're moving on to another takeover which is takeover in your house so i think we'll start seeing the card build up and fill out a little bit starting tomorrow night real quick before we get into tonight's nxt is there a reason why last week was just decent is it because a certain somebody won a match is, is that why it was just decent you know what you're going to make me do this again. And that, that actually was like <laughs> the furthest thing from our mind. In fact, I completely forgot about it. But now you have put this back into my head and gave it life again. And no, I don't want to discuss Cameron Grimes because I, I was completely at peace with it until you brought it back up. <laughs> completely at peace with it. Didn't even, didn't even let it, didn't even let that, inkling of existence that he won a match last week against i don't know just the biggest character in the company right now uh, I, I i didn't even think about that until you brought it up man. um i no i'm not not gonna do it nope nope nothing to say nothing to say nothing nope not gonna give this any life uh i i don't expect to see him on the show tomorrow i don't expect to see him uh challenge adam cole for the title none of this no nope not giving it any life no no okay well all right since you don't want to discuss cameron grimes we won't if he shows up on the show tonight we'll talk about it saturday morning but uh i bring up cameron grimes to kind of get to something that is very interesting for tonight's episode and that you mentioned we're building towards takeover in your house and that is damian priest attacking Finn Balor and revealing that he was the one that took him out a few weeks back. He was the snake in the grass and that he basically was like, yeah, why, why take a North American title when I can kill a prince? So I feel like we're going to get Finn's response this week. And uh, angry Finn is fun Finn. Really? Yeah, it is. Angry Finn. Uh, I feel like angry Finn washes everyone. So I think we'll find Finn Balor that's on He'll be on the hunt for Damian Priest throughout the show, um, which could lead to a very, some very interesting segments. Could. I feel like you might just start the night with Finn coming right out. Like, you'll start with a backstage brawl. Like, you see Finn catching Priest backstage, and it spills out into the arena. And let's say Finn, you know, Finn gets a little bit of comeuppance. Or Priest gets a hold of the nightstick and whacks Finn and gets away. Or, nah, I said I wasn't going to mention Cameron Grimes, so I'm going to leave it be. But okay, yeah, yeah there we go. Just, just leave it alone. Just I, leave I, it alone. I'll, I'll leave it be. 
that's how I feel like NXT is going to start. Like, you have to start with Finn and Priest. Like, they have to physically interact at some point. And I'm assuming Regal is in the UK. So yeah. maybe Hunter and HBK are running the show, and they come out, and they're like, okay, you guys want to fight? Screw it. Take over in your house. Street fight. Our one-on-one matchup. When that's like our official first match. Yeah, I think that's the way that can go. A grudge match will be on a show, and that's honestly a good match for in your house. If you really want that takeover feel with in your house nostalgia, that I mean, Finn Balor's been delivering ever since he's been back, and we know Damian Priest is no slouch at all. I think it'll be a great. This is a great high-profile feud for Priest, and um, I know we're going to do predictions down the road. I mean, honestly, I don't. That would be a good time to put Priest on the map, if we're being honest. All right, so again, I said I wasn't going to talk about Cameron Grimes, but you kind of just forced me to talk about him now. Here we so, go. you were upset like two weeks ago. We came on here on a Wednesday, did a preview, and said that um, Grimes would beat Finn. And you're like, no, you can't have Finn lose to somebody like Cameron Grimes, right? I did say this. Okay. Now, explain to me why you're not okay with Finn losing to Cameron but you want Finn to potentially, well, let me rephrase that. You would be okay with Finn potentially losing to Damian Priest. Because Cameron's a bum. He's a <laughs> bum. That's why. <laughs> and you know he's a bum. Damian Priest was on the Survivor Series roster for NXT. He do jack in that match. I forgot he was in the match. He, nah, he, he got somebody with something. He, he eliminated somebody. I, I would have to go back and look, but... He showed that he was a problem in that match. He's been a good wrestler for the since he since debuting last year. You know he's gonna be next up. Cameron Grimes is just here. And he's only here because we don't have fans. I wish we had fans in the stadium because we would tell <laughs> NXT officials how much we don't care. This is not good heat. It's not the good Baron Corbin heat. This is no, no it's not. We don't like you. bad and it's even worse that he won that he and he didn't even hit his finisher good last week it's terrible you did that to Finn Balor luckily I know Finn Balor can eat that and, and bounce back easily like I I literally forgot about it till you brought it up five minutes ago I, for, I completely forgot that's how much I don't care hmm. in a perfect world this leads nowhere for him He'll, he'll be fighting Denzel Desjardins next time we see him. Wow. That's, that's how much we care about Cameron Grimes. We don't. Wow. He's going to fight the trifecta of Desjardins, uh, Leon Ruff, and Tahuti Miles the next three weeks because we don't <laughs> care about Cameron Grimes. The black jobber elite. Yeah. Oh, man. That is so wrong. That is so, so wrong. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. I see your point with Priest. I'm just simply saying that they're kind of in similar places. So, But, you know, I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm, no, they're not. Damien Priest is a far superior talent than Cameron Grimes. Look, last time we saw Damian Priest, he was getting laid out by Keith Lee after Keith Lee couldn't hop a fence. Yeah, but if you recall, like, 
from takeovers. The triple threat match he had with Killian Dane and I forget who the third was. Pete Dunne. Uh, okay, well, Pete Dunne. Yeah, because Pete Dunne won that match. That was a banger. And that was for Pete Dunne to go on to challenge Adam Cole uh, for the title the next night. I think that was a – that a Survivor Series match? Yep, it was. It was I'm actually Series. pulling up Survivor Series from last year right now just so I can see if Damian Priest actually did anything. Yeah, Damian Priest looked great in that match, man. So we, we've known that he can perform under the big lights. Can Cameron Grimes? No. We don't know that. All right. And in fact, we booked ourselves into a corner just because they let Cameron Grimes get that W, man. It kind of it, it angers me. I told you what's going to happen. And I'll just believe, believe podcast is already aware of my ultimatum. I tweeted it out. <laughs> and if that if that happens, you terminate my agreement. <laughs> you terminate it because I will not come on this podcast and be subjected to this blasphemy anymore. If for whatever reason Cameron Grimes becomes a stopgap NXT World Champion, hey man. Sorry, it's all right. I, I'm not gonna hit you back over the head with it anymore. It's cool. We'll, we'll let it simmer until we get to our takeover in your house preview show. Right, right, right. Let's Good. just move on to the next matches, man. Let's okay. So um, I'm gonna talk about something that makes me happy. <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about the NXT interim cruiserweight uh, championship tournament. And we get my man back in action. We get El Hijo del Fantasma taking on Akira Tozawa, which is money for two reasons. Um, one, I don't think – I don't believe I saw Tozawa on Raw this week, so this means he's going to absolutely take an L. Absolutely. Because he didn't get his ass whooped, which means he don't have that extra battery in his back to come get a W on NXT. He's going to take an L tomorrow. To Phantasma. But this absolutely means Phantasma should get kidnapped. And I can't wait. I cannot wait because they've already failed the kidnapping twice. Something has to happen to get this man in the back of the vehicle. So I'm calling it. Effective NXT Wednesday night. Phantasma will be kidnapped. Or we, like you said last week, Maybe one of the masks get pulled off and we get to see a glimpse of who's trying to capture these people. Either way, man's out of here. All right. See, I knew when you said you want to talk about something that makes you happy, I figured you would talk about people being kidnapped because, you know, you're just that person. You find joy in kidnapping attempts now. So. I'm shallow. Sorry. Tazawa. Yeah, Tazawa didn't show up overall this week. Which, you're right, he will probably take the L to Phantasma, which will give Phantasma the win in his group because he'll be 2-1, Tozawa will be 2-1, head-to-head breaks the tie, which gives Phantasma the win by points. Which is always a fun way to win because we all love a split decision. Yep. So, I know we talked about this with Jeff. So, again, if you haven't listened to that episode, please go check it out. Quality episode. Jeff gave us bars, a lot of insight, 
And we all came to the agreement that this is a very interesting conundrum because we have no clue who is behind these kidnappings. Like, there's nobody that you can look at on the NXT roster and be like, you know what? You probably are behind this. We talked about Malcolm Bivens, maybe, maybe, but it's just, there's no clue. And you're right. If you're going to kidnap Fantasma, you have to do it this week. It makes it even more interesting is if Fantasma wins. So that puts him in the title match for the interim cruiserweight title, but he's in the back of a Suburban. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, what do we do here? Do you give the title to, let's see, who would it be from the other side? Potentially Kushida. It would either be Kushida or Jake Atlas, depending upon points. So do you just hand them the title? I'm okay. I'm I'm okay with getting messy in this scenario, man. Let's make it completely messy. All right. If you do that, and then you hand, let's just say, because it's Drake Maverick against Kushida. It's the other matchup. So if Drake Maverick pulls the upset on Kushida, that means Kushida is two and one. Jake Atlas is two and one, and Drake Maverick is, is two and one. Kushida loses to Maverick because Maverick beat Kushida. However, Maverick loses to Atlas because Atlas beats beat Maverick in the very first matchup. So that would give Atlas to win. Do you want to put the Cruiserweight title on Jake Atlas right now? No. No. That's way too soon for Jake. He just got here. You caught him a yeah. Said he was looking very generic in the ring gear in the intro. Yeah, that there's like Jake Atlas can go in the ring, but as far as a character right now, I'm still trying to figure out who he is. So I think it's just way too soon for him to just have a title on him. Even though it's an interim title. Yeah, and I think that match against uh Devlin would be a great match from a technical standpoint, but there's no way in my mind that I believe that Atlas is going to go over Devlin. So I, I think that's just, I don't think that's a good one for him. All right. So you can't see Atlas winning his group. And let's just say Phantasma doesn't get kidnapped. Okay. And Phantasma loses to Atlas in the championship match. You can't see Atlas rocking as the interim champ and having like a little short feud with say a Kushida or Tazawa for like a month or two. You, you can't see that? Mm-mm. Can't buy it. Can't right, buy so, it. so you got Phantasma winning group B. Who do you have winning group A? Because like we said, it is Drake Maverick versus Kushida tonight. <sighs> Drake Maverick and Kushida. So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna err on the side of uh, caution here. I'm, I'm gonna say Kushida gets upset by Drake Maverick because I think that storyline is just more interesting. At least to me, it is. Like I'm feeling that storyline. I think it makes sense, and I honestly um, feel like they can they can do more with the 
they can do more with the Drake Maverick storyline with with on the heels of the terminations than they could with Kushida. E- even though like Kushida has been winning me over with these matches and being kind of the arm bar out of nowhere guy, that's really been dope. Um, but I don't know. I think they have a big story to tell with with uh, with Maverick, and that's just me. Yeah, and we talked about how, depending upon if Maverick and his deal, if it had him still classified as an NXT superstar when he was GM of 205 Live or if he was considered main roster, whether it's a 30 or 90 day no compete clause. Mm-hmm. So, and I, again, I just don't feel like it feels wrong and cheap to release the man. And then put a title on them. Right. Like, sure, you can make it a great story, but it's just like, no, no. Like, it just doesn't doesn't sit right with me. I hear you. So you're, you're thinking it's going to be... Uh... You're going with the with the stronger field here, then. Well, I'm trying to figure out who's going to win Group A because I don't see them giving Kushida a clean sweep and being three and zero. Okay. So that means Maverick has to win. But then again, they did starch Tony Nice. Yeah. Winless. Hmm. And I thought CM Gallagher was going to get starched until Nice got in his feelings. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think there's more. I think there, I mean, because if Kushida wins and he's the guy that's going to face Devlin, um, I think you can get more creative with it by having Maverick pick up this win and Fantasma getting kidnapped. We can't forget that because there'll be a tie. Phantasm wins. But, I mean, we if we get them all the way about here because of kidnapping, then we got some mess with everything. And then we got to figure it out and kind of do like a, another match. No, nah, if Phantasma gets kidnapped, then you just give it to Tozawa out of Group B. Or either you hand the title over. All right, so let me run this back. So how is this working? Because you have Group A, Group B. But if somebody comes out with the same record from both groups, don't they have to face each other? No. They have the rules broken down. You have Group A, Group B. The winner of Group A faces the winner of Group B for the title. They list okay, it Okay, yeah, for the title. So, yeah. so either way, we're still trying to figure out who's going to face each other for the interim title. Right. Then that person will eventually have to catch smoke with – Devlin. Um, Devlin, right. Yes. So we're trying to figure out – get to, if you get uh, – Either way, you get Phantasm up out of here via kidnap, so you're saying Tozawa would be the one facing somebody in group um, A. A. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. But if Maverick and if Maverick and Kushida are tied, wouldn't they both be in that match? Because they'd no. both be two and one. They haven't listed that any ties will be broken by head-to-head record. Well, that's garbage. I thought that we would get out here get a, get a like a fatal four out of this somehow. Um, yeah. It's garbage, but in the sense, it's like 
I have to face every you have to face everybody in your group. So if there's a tie, I've already beat you, so I'm proved that I'm technically the better man. Right. At least that night. This feels very football esque to me. (laughs) (laughs) This is very soccer esque. These tiebreakers and stuff, but I get it. I get it. Um, let's see. So group A right now is Kushida at two and one at I'm sorry, Kushida at two and O, oh, Atlas at two and one, Maverick at one and one, and Tony Nice is completely starching out the equation. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said if Maverick beats Kushida, that puts both of them at two and one. And that would give Maverick the heads up over Kushida. However, Atlas is at two and one, and Atlas beat Maverick to start the tournament. So thus Atlas will win group A based upon tiebreaker. You know what's crazy? It's like I'm not interested in seeing any of these matchups for the interim title. Like my the best bet is <clears throat> Kushida against Azawa or Kushida against Phantasma. Like you could have sold me on Swerve and Atlas, but Swerve's out the equation now. Right. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. It's basically nothing that's talking to you. Yeah, I mean, and it's crazy because, like, I, I like I, we were talking about the sentimental um, aspect of Devlin taking on uh, a Maverick, and I and from an in-ring work rate standpoint, of course, Kushida taking on Devlin. But it's just, I just, I'm not seeing, I guess I'm having a hard time seeing this interim title uh, have any type of relevance unless Maverick is the guy that holds it. At least that's just me. All right. That's fair. Fair enough. I'm trying, I'm trying to think outside the box here. Um, but I mean, if it's Kushida and Tozawa, I mean, I'm pretty sure we'd, I think Kushida will go over in that matchup. All I know is it'd be one physical ass matchup, right? Like, you want Japanese strong style? We'll give you Japanese strong style. That's true. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. This is the fun of doing a round robin tournament. And jacking New Japan's best of the Super Juniors idea. You have all these possible outcomes. But either way, it doesn't matter. You're going to be the interim champ, and you're going to take an L to Jordan Devlin whenever this is all said and done. It's a given. Easily a given. Because he going to come back angry. He going to get some more tweets off in the interim. And he going to put on another banger of a match. Yep. It's that simple. Speaking of bangers of matches, I feel like this could be a banger, but I'm not so sure. Rhea Ripley takes on Eel Shirai. This is like the quintessential, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very black and white match. It's either going to be really good or it's going to be not good at all. And I think we know why it wouldn't be good. And it's just going to be certain spots or things that don't really get sold how they should be getting sold. Um, but either way, 
we got to, this thing that sucks about this, we kind of got to look at this match kind of like a number one contenders match, even though it's not being billed as that. Rhea Ripley made her return last week and has staked her claim for the title that she lost at WrestleMania, saying that it's going to be on her to bring the title back to NXT and how much she doesn't like Charlotte holding the title. Io Shirai won the number one, number one contendership ladder match, so she has a rightful claim to a title match, and she won by disqualification, so she didn't get clean smoke with Charlotte. But it feels like we're about to get EO all the way up out of here, and it cringes making me see this. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like a de facto elimination, like contenders elimination match. Right. Because, yeah, you got to feel like whoever wins this is up next for Charlotte. But here's my problem with that whole thing. If, let's say, Rhea does beat EO, which is a high possibility, and it's going to upset me, but let's just say... Wait, we'll run that back. Is it a high possibility? Because we know for a fact that EO ain't took no clean losses to anyone. And I want to say since the hill turn. Right, right. However... Like it, just, it just hasn't happened. But it's, so we're we going, uh, for lack of better words, we're going Charlotte Flair, Io Shirai, and it's going to be at Rhea Ripley's hands. I was going to say, has Rhea faced anybody of the caliber of Rhea Ripley? And I can't just believe I used the word caliber to describe Rhea Ripley. Has Io Shirai faced anybody of the caliber of Rhea Ripley? That's Since the hill turn. Since the hill turn, yes. Uh, she never got, she never fought Shayna. Nope, she never I got Actually, I take the back. She did fight Shayna, but it wasn't, talking about since the hill turn. Since obviously. the hill turn. Um, she's kind of ran through a lot of people, man. I mean, it's like the bottom of the division. Like she had the Candice LeRae bit. That's the best name yeah. on the resume. She never, she never took out Belair. They never fought. It's like if you look at a UFC fighter's resume, like um, who's the middleweight that beat um Anderson Silva? Um, Stylebender. Yeah, like you, well, yeah, that was you, that was more like a passing of the torch than anything to me. Right, that's what I was saying though. If you look at the resume of the wins, and you're like, you either have one or two things when you look at a lot of people's resumes. You either see that they beat a lot of names, and you're like, wait, some of these guys are like past their prime, or it's like. You have an impressive win-loss record, but you ain't really touched nobody. Right. And that's kind of how I see EO. She ain't really touched nobody other than Candice LeRae, but she's made work of everybody that she's touched like she should have. That makes sense. Whereas Rhea, on the other hand, she dethroned Shayna. Cleanly. Yeah which was, like, unheard of at one point. And on top of that, she got, like, the champion, like, the heroes coming back from war celebration. They threw her on her shoulder, crowded the whole ring at ringside. She cooled off Bianca Belair. Right, right. So, I'm just saying, the only thing that's stopping me from 100% being, like, Rhea's going to lose. I'm sorry, Rhea, yeah. I'm sorry, that Rhea's going to win this match is 
Then what you run the you put the title on the line at takeover in your house. You, you're not gonna have Charlotte lose this belt two months after Mania. Mm-hmm. Like it's too soon. So what are you gonna do? Have Charlotte beat Rhea again? And then it's really gonna be like, yo, you don't get the third crack. Like no. Like you came into her house when you was champ, rang your mouth, put your feet on her couch, she whooped your ass, threw you out of her house. And then now she went to your house, whooped your ass. Like, no, you don't get a third crack. We don't get to do this on neutral territory. Right. Something's got to give. I mean, is there any way you see this panning out? So here's here's the third thing that can happen tomorrow because I, I – the EO fan of me doesn't want to see EO get cooled off the same way we saw happen to Belair. Um, I mean, Charlotte's running around saying that she is the women's champion in all of WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, she was on SmackDown last week. She'll be on SmackDown taking on Bayley this week. Is it too out of the realm of possibility for her to appear on NXT, which is her actual brand now, and just take out both women? Yeah, I was going to say, that is the third possibility, which gets us to a triple threat at TakeOver, is that Charlotte just comes out with a kendo stick and just beats the brakes off of both of them. Like, that's the only thing that I see. Mm. I feel like that's the only safe way to protect EO and to basically protect Rhea because she just came back as this former champion with a vengeance. And it's like, all right, we clearly know this ends with Rhea Ripley dethroning Charlotte Flair. Like, if you're making me put money on the line, this is how this story ends. And you probably want to save it for when you have fans. Yeah, you want to make it big. Yep, probably around SummerSlam. Like, you want to do this one big, huge, big moment. So maybe you get a triple threat and you have Charlotte still one over Rhea or EO somehow. Mm-hmm. And you keep Charlotte strong. That's the only thing I got. Hmm. I don't, I'm trying to, I don't know. I, I, I can't think about this one because I think all women are very strong right now, but somebody's going to come out on the short end. And, and honestly, you know, is it is it even bad if Charlotte comes out with an L at, at any time? Like, is it, is it even considered a bad thing anymore because she's just going to go and dominate the Raw or, or SmackDown brand at any any given moment? All right, so let's say Charlotte drops the title at TakeOver, right? Right. Say we get the Rhea Redemption song. A little early, but whatever. We get it. You know why I don't want that to happen? Go ahead. Because then that means Charlotte is either going to go nerf Oscar or nerf um, Bailey. We're gonna see what we're gonna see the fallout of Bailey and Charlotte on SmackDown, which I think there's gonna be more than meets the eye with Sasha Banks still showing her loyalty for Bailey and getting Charlotte up out of here in some type of way. Um, I don't think nerfing Asuka is going to be a thing for a long time 
now because I saw Oscar give Nia Jax these hands on two occasions in one show, <laughs> like like flawlessly. So yeah, Kyrie Sane caught them hands also. So and that's fair because Kyrie Sane lost to Nia Jax consecutive weeks uh, when Nia first returned. So, um, but Asuka, I think they're building up the old Asuka of like nobody's ready. So if she's taking out the, well, let's just call Nia the largest threat in the women's division. It's like, she's taking her out with ease like that. I don't think Charlotte would be a problem. And you know what, if it ever does happen again, I think it's long overdue for Asuka to get her win back against Charlotte. If we're being frank. Like it has to happen because I think the money play there is building up um, Shayna Baszler to be the one uh, that Oscar has to go over. I think that's going to be the big threat there. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. But um, again, Charlotte is a flair. And they also had Oscar drop. I, I really hate that. That's like everybody's go-to reply. Well, she's a flair. <laughs> It's like, damn it, I know. <laughs> I mean, history is history. I just would rather say she's a player than have to run down the hit list of shit that she's done. Mm-hmm. So, she's a flair, or do you want the gambit of every way that she's screwed and gone something left when it should have went right? And then also, here's the other thing. They just had Oscar drop back-to-back L's to Becky, like, real smooth and casual. They did. And... A lot of people hated it, and I think that is supposed to speak to how – I guess that was supposed to speak more to Becky's dominance more than anything. I guess. But if you do that for Becky, you mean to tell me you're not going to do it for Charlotte? Well, we can argue that they have been doing that for Charlotte since since ever. <laughs> Exactly my point. And I think the purpose of Charlotte being NXT is not only to elevate some of the women in NXT, but I mean, it's also to kind of put some people over and make them the next stars because eventually we, we already lost one of the four horsewomen to maternity leave. So it's like, you got to start building up new stars in this division. It just has to happen. And I think at some point, once we decide um, one of them is going to be we Ripley already got the rub. Let's just let's just call it that. She got the rub. She was the hottest thing for a few months. I I think it's Io Shirai's turn to to get that that star power from Charlotte. That's just me. All right. Now I present to you the Bianca Belair argument. Who is she? Still hiding in the background. Absolutely. Where you can make the argument that Charlotte should have did the favor and let Bianca get a dub. Oh, I agree. I mean, I'm not. I'm never going to debate that. We, because eventually, I don't know. I, I'm trying to find a way in my mind that Bianca gets on one of these title pictures when she rightfully should have been right here in the thick of this NXT title picture. She should be. Yeah. Now we can't even find her. Yeah. I ain't seen her on TV in like three weeks. Right. There's a promo about her um, on Raw, but that was it. Yeah, so just saying, it's the Charlotte Flair effect. Yes, at the end of the day, everybody's stock will be better. 
But to an extent, you're going to take a short-term hit, which makes some people difficult to recover from. And unless you're Liv Morgan, where they're going to use it and push it, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with it. It's just like the Roman Reigns effect. Once you enter his atmosphere and gravitational pull, you might come out better for it. You might not. I just don't feel good when you get stuck in that loop. Interesting. Yes, that's fair. Mm. So, yeah. So, we got a couple of theories on this then this week. I mean, it could. I don't think that, uh, man. There, let's just put it this way. I don't think Rhea Ripley is going to defeat Io Shirai tomorrow. I think Io Shirai goes over or we get shenanigans and there's not a real finish or Charlotte shows up and takes them both out. But I don't think Rhea goes over Io clean tomorrow. Yeah, I don't have a clean Rhea win. Rhea could win with some help, a little distraction maybe, a little underhandedness. Maybe you put Rhea back toward the tweener, give her a little bit of her bite and edge back that she had in NXT UK. But yeah. I can see that. We'll see how it goes tonight. If I'm a Ben man, I'm going to sit this bet out because I like my little bit of money. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bet that you want to take at all. At all. At all, because it can go so, just because we thought that we were going to get a, a, a moderately good match last week, and it was. And then Charlotte pulled out the same angle she pulled against uh, uh, Ronda Rousey, where it's like, all right, let me just get this kendo stick and get you up out of here. Which it gives EO a rub, where it's like she's only had to do this with two people, where it's like she's so frustrated that she can't beat you that she's like, you know what, I just got to beat you down now and try to hurt you. So, yeah, right. I get it. But yeah, we'll see. But you know something I will be willing to bet on? Dexter Loomis and Roddy Strong. So, yeah. Um, That's the next thing that is not announced but could easily happen. Loomis and Roddy Strong. And on our uh, knockoff bubbly brunch last week with Undisputed Era, we got them (laughs) saying that Roddy Strong was going to be the one to take out uh, Dexter Loomis, which is cool because if that happens – that means we're fleshing out that storyline with Velveteen Dream a little bit more, and we get to see exactly what the hell we're trying to do with Dexter Loomis. One thing that doesn't excite me, um, from a technical standpoint, I think Roddy Strong makes a lot of people look good in the ring. I don't know if Dexter Loomis is going to be one of those people, though. Just the style is so different, more of just a brawling-type style. Do um, you think that would be a good match? Okay, so you're saying that Roddy can't make Dexter look good. Right. I think he makes a lot of people look good in the ring, but Loomis don't strike me as one of those people that he can make look good between the squared circle. It just just off, just from what I've seen thus far. Mm, I mean, the Messiah of the Backbreaker is arguably one of the three best pure wrestlers in NXT, men or women. Right. So I'm, Absolutely. It's like if anybody can make you look good, it's Roddy. So if Roddy can't do it, then, yeah, we might have a little bit of a concern. But I feel like Roddy can adjust. Like, I don't know if Dex, Dexter can wrestle Roddy's style of match, but I know Roddy can wrestle Dexter's style of match. Okay. 
I guess I guess if you put it that way, we've kind of seen that style of match they did with Velveteen Dream. But I will also throw it in that that's very awkward. <laughs> Those matches were very all over the place with Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Well, when the man is cucking, allegedly cucking you and your family, you know, things tend to get a little awkward. But sure. I feel like with Dexter, this will be less of a match, more of a sprint and a brawl. Okay. And if your theory of Velveteen and fleshing this out, then he'll pop up at some point. Or either Fish will show up for Roddy. Like, it's going to break down quickly. I don't see Dexter Loomis picking up a clean win. Okay. Yeah, no. They, they, I feel like they've, <laughs> they didn't place Roddy on the like fast track for losing all his matches enough. I don't definitely don't see a clean win or anything like that, if at all. Yeah, I'm banking shenanigans. Although I don't see Velveteen Dream like you. I feel like Velveteen took that loss and it's like we forget about him. Like they're trying to do the whole go away treatment till we can figure out his allegations and matters. That's fair. I can totally see that because um, they're trying to figure that out and whatnot and what they want to do there, which is totally, totally fair. It's been, it's been very quiet on that front. So if last week or if that was like a legitimate cool off for Velveteen Dream, then if we don't see him tomorrow, I think we can take that at face value that it is. Yeah, and it's like a soft cool-off. Like, they didn't just run an injury angle. They didn't beat him down. He just took an L. Right. And, you know, usually once you lose a title match, you're not seen for a little bit. Right. That's just how it goes. So we're saying that for things unscheduled, we'll probably get some fallout with Dexter Loomis and the Undisputed Era. We'll just leave it at that. It'll be the Era trying to take care of Dexter Loomis. But on top of that, speaking of things that are not being discussed right now, um, North American champion. He got called out last week by Johnny White Shoes and his dashly wife. Um, <laughs> so, which was honestly from a promo standpoint, it was bars, all of it. I'm going to every word. I'm liking this little evil couple thing they got, so they wouldn't challenge another couple in the company with um, Keith Lee and Mia Yim. Are we expecting Mia Yim and Keith to respond? Oh, yeah, there's going to be some response of some sort. There's already been shots thrown on Twitter back and forth, so willing to bet that we'll probably get an in-ring promo from Keith Lee and Mia Yim. Yeah. To which Johnny and Candace will interrupt. So, oh, and then you get some hands thrown. Okay, so you think you think there will be some some action of that from that standpoint? I was thinking it might be a, a promo of some sort, some sort rather. Um, Keith and Mia, I think, will definitely be there. I'm not sure if Johnny and Candace will be though. Maybe so that's me just hoping because I'm I'm liking the promos from home with them a lot.
Okay, maybe we get dinner with the Garganos again. Or, and, and you know, it's too early to do it. It's way too early to do it. But if if Keith and Mia totally spoof this this promo style, gold. <laughs> gold. Please do it. If they spoof it with black and white and whatnot, as a response, that that is gold. Oh man, that that would actually be a nice little a nice little riff. I'd die laughing, and both of them are entertaining enough to do this. Yeah, I think so too. Like everybody, everybody can pull it off, man, and just make it make it funny. I mean, we got we got the Viking Raiders and Street Profits throwing axes on Monday nights. I mean. Let's just get all the way weird with it. Yeah, man. You know, when they said they wanted the smoke, they didn't mean they wanted the literal smoke. That was hilarious. I don't care. Anybody says, I laughed so hard. It was like, oh, you guys say you want the smoke. We started a fire for you. (laughs) Don't be rude and turn down a gift. Thank you. Thank you for the smoke. Um, there's too much smoke. Let's let's take some logs off the fire, so you guys can concentrate. And then the classic. Uh, you know what, Dawkins? Let's just go ahead and forfeit. Like they're entertaining, but they deserve so much better. And we can get into that another day. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely something that can be talked about. Um, it's good to see that they're. Well, they they've been. I guess you could say they they def, they definitely been a pillar of raw this whole year. Like they've had their segments where it's like you have your street profits moments, but as far as doing the work and being in the ring, yeah, there there's a lot that can be said for the way they're being used. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> could be worse though, I guess. That's just what I got to tell myself, could be worse. Right. But yeah, so here's my question. Do you think at TakeOver, are we going to get a mixed tag match or are we going to get two singles matches? I think they should go full mixed mix tag. Let's go full mixed tag match with it. All right, so if we do get a full mixed tag, can we get Candice LeRae taking a spirit bomb or Big Bang Theory? I don't know if they're going to do the whole – I think it'll be like the mixed match challenge where men compete with the men, women with the women. I don't think you'll have anybody, uh, any women tanking any of the men's finishers. Or at worst, you see Candice accidentally getting ran through by Keith Lee because Gargano either throws her in the way or dodges. Right. Something like that. I just think the era we're in where um, – a man is going to do a finisher to a woman, it ain't going to happen. And I know, and for all these, the hard-on people, the historians or whatever, oh, Nia Jax took an RKO, like, that's different. <laughs> it's completely different than taking Keith Lee Powerbomb. Completely different. So what you're saying is because of Nia's size. No, I'm saying that an RKO is a different type of spot than taking a Powerbomb. 
feel like taking an RKO is way safer. You don't really get hurt as much with it. All right. I see what you're saying. There's also in a gimmick match, of, which is the Royal Rumble. I mean, you also had the whole Nia and AJ, not AJ, but uh, Dean Ambrose bit. But okay, fair enough. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying, if you want to go there, we know Candice LeRae can take this because she's taken a lot of these moves in PWG before. Okay. And sold yeah, them fair. better than a lot of the men. Like, There's a clip of her taking um, Cedric Alexander's lumbar check. Beautiful. Beautiful. But you're probably right, given the current era we're in. Yeah, I think they just I just think the era that we're in as a society, they're not gonna push that button any as much as they used to. I think if anything and this is and this is me giving like a early prediction, like Keith Lee accidentally knocks Candace down, something like that, which causes the distraction and Johnny to somehow pick up the win. Think something like that is more likely to happen. Yeah, and also given the size difference between Candace and Keith. Right, right, right. Like if it's Nia Jax, I think they would be a little more willing to try it. Right, exactly. But yeah, I feel like that's about everything for this week's NXT. Maybe we'll yeah. get a little tag team follow up, maybe a little Riddle and Thatcher. Yeah, there might be some Riddle Thatcher just because we got to remember that Riddle did win his match last week, which led to him being attacked after the match. So I think there will be some fallout there. Maybe maybe some Imperium bars, man. We got some, we got new tag team champions. So maybe they come talk their shit a little bit. Maybe. Because right now they have no challengers. There is a This is a perfect time to talk your shit. Yeah, maybe we get a little hindsight to that picture. And maybe... Maybe just maybe we get a little Thatcher Imperium tease. Mm-hmm. So yeah, who knows? And then of course we haven't seen Malcolm Bivens on our TV in a couple weeks, so maybe tragedy. we'll get another promo from him and the Punjabi Punishers. Complete tragedy. I know, man. It's instant gold. Give them three minutes every week. Yeah, like it's like come on, man. Like get give my man some time, dude. Give him some time. That's all it takes. Yeah, we'll probably get some. Let's see here. Probably get some women's division action. Maybe a little more Robert Stone follow up, or maybe some more Dakota Kai. Since we got a promo from her last week, maybe we see Raquel Gonzalez in action. Yeah, I think the Dakota Kai thing is a. Um... That might be a guarantee because there's a lot more to do with that, with Tegan Knox as well. Um, even this whole Shotzi Blackheart being a, a ally of Tegan Knox. Like maybe you see Dakota Kai against Aaliyah and somehow it becomes Dakota Kai being courted by the Robert Stone brand. Interesting. Yeah, I know we talked about that a little bit before. Like that, that would honestly be a good look. Because, um, man, everything with 
with Chelsea Green seems like it's going well. They're trying to court Aaliyah and whatnot. I mean, it can only work out just to have more more dominance in your brand if you're trying to make this brand be something that is feasibly a threat. Exactly. And then we'll probably get another Killer Cross promo. Promo? Why stop with the promo? We might as well just go ahead and give us another squash match. We can get them. All right, so which which member of the Black Jobber Elite are we rolling out this week? Who, who did we get the first time? We got it was rough. It was Poot, It was uh Pookie from New Jack. So yeah, that was rough. Yeah, Leon Ruff. Uh, I, I, I'm saying it's gonna be Tootie this time. It's definitely gonna be Tootie. Oh, it's gonna be the man at brunch, huh? It's gonna be Pick Stitch brunch. Yep. <laughs> that you know what? When we have our next guest, uh, we should we should talk about how brunch has kind of ruined the culture. Let's, you know let's what? And fiddly enough, we have a perfect person coming on to talk about that with. I think that would be a great topic to like set because we always talk about the Nas debates and things like that. We talk about wrestling. Let, let's get a little bit more in depth. Just go. Just let's just put some more. Put some more alcohol in the fire and just, just say, hey, let's just go ahead and just talk about something that's that's deeply rooted here. Yeah, we're going to have the perfect person for you, and I promise you guys you will love that episode. And that, that's what we call a tease here in the business. That is. So, yeah, we got somebody else coming through to join us. You'll hear it next Monday because if you get a Monday episode from us, that means we got a guest, and that usually means – actually, there's no usually. That means it is pure heat. Because from Sparks to Hell to Jeff, they've all delivered. Mm-hmm. There we go. There, and it's crazy because you're right. Everybody has delivered, man. It's so it's so funny. Yeah, like they've all delivered in their own way. They've all delivered quotables. It's just Jeff set that bar high with Charlotte's Beyonce. It's like asking why does Beyonce make hits? She just does. Man, then going into Thanos, it's crazy that that was a thing, man. Like the Beyonce reference, like honestly, Jeff had had there was there was no hole in anything that Jeff said last week, other than the whole Hogan bit. No, I can't even argue with that. I can't argue with that because I relate. Like I was also. One of those fans were at, at one time where it's like Hogan was that I will never uh, utter my mouth to say like Hogan was a good wrestler or anything like that. Like there have been far better in ring talents, but as far as like big acts like that in the nineties, late eighties, like when you heard Hogan's music hit, you felt invincible. Like I don't, I, it's something about it. I mean, you're right, but still. <laughs> <laughs> We could put an asterisk next to it, just like we did Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. That's fair. That's fair. Just a nice, big, seven-foot-tall black asterisk. That's fair. But, yeah, definitely check out the Jeff J episode if you haven't. Also, go back and listen to the Andre as Hell and the two episodes with Sparks if you haven't or well. Or if you just want to listen to some more quality audio dope, go check those out. Definitely some of our favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes, man. We we give you great content every week, man. Uh, pay it for it and listen. Matter of fact, don't just listen to all the last few weeks, man. Listen to our 
full catalog, man. You're going to find some gems in there. Because you know what I thought about earlier today is like, I don't even know what prompted or started this Nas debate. But like, that is a, that's an episode that needs to be earmarked for history. Because I don't, I don't remember how this argument started. I'm 90% sure somehow we had talked about Nas earlier and you mentioned Chelsea Green. And I was like, yeah, it's mid, like Nas's discography. 90% sure I can tie it to Chelsea Green. Probably was, man. It probably was. Because like, I was sitting there really trying to rack, rack, like, rack my brain to say, how the hell did we get this deep into this? <laughs> But if it's because of Chelsea Green, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Ninety percent sure. You know what? I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna see if I can find it in like one of our episode descriptions or something, and we'll have it for you for the Saturday morning episode. We'll figure out the origin. There we go. Because the origin is very important at this point. Like this, this has become an entire, an entire like rabbit hole of like content every single week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're definitely, definitely going to check that out. And hey, if you guys want to go through and listen back to yourselves and check it out, let us know. Yeah, that's all it is. And that's been your preview episode of NXT uh, this week. Like I said, we're going to have a special guest. We gave you a little tease. Of course, your routine Saturday morning audio dope. Recap of NXT where he shall who not he shall who he shall who remain he who shall not be named that that see <laughs> see that 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 was the hot tag right here I had to give Jacob the hot tag in the intro I need the hot tag sometime too man <laughs> that person that I'm not gonna name that we're not gonna see on NXT this week I guarantee you if we see that man I'm gonna have some flavor. I'm gonna have some flagrant talk for your audio dope on Saturday morning, man. Cause we're not, we're not, I don't deserve this. I'm totally rid of that. I don't, I don't deserve this. Uh, I mean, okay, I guess. Yeah, sure. You can say that. But hey, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. And if you guys are listening to this and you're trying to figure out who we're talking about, that's going to come through and join us on next Monday's episode. Mm. I guess I can give you a little bit of a clue. Just know we'll be back on the corner again. That's all I got for you. It's a good one. It's a good tease. Going back to the corner. Go back. Sit back on the corner. There we go. <clears throat> so there you go. That's a tease for you. We're going to leave you with that. Let your mind linger. Let you sit on it. Think about it. Hope you guys enjoyed this little preview of tonight. We should be right with our preview because we normally are. I'm sure yeah, they'll throw something in there. Maybe they'll miss. kidnap somebody not named Phantasma. Who knows? Who knows? You're right. Who does know? We don't know. Anything can happen on NXT as we've learned. And have no fear. Like said, said, we'll be here on Saturday morning giving you that audio dope, recapping it all. And I will be sitting here laughing at said's pain. That has become a routine thing. Unfortunately, it has, and I'm sorry, but yes. Sorry, man. Sorry. But hey, I'm Jacob. That said, this has been the Believe in NXT podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast at. Make sure you follow us and the account, I'm sorry, and the show's account on Twitter 
We're at we're at Believe in NXT, just like the podcast title, all together, nice and easy for you. I'm at underscore J Della. Said is at un- wow. Said is at said underscore says. And last but not least, Believe Podcast is at Believe Podcast. Did you covered all the bases there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I did. Um, round the third, it looks like I'm gonna slide home and get out of here. We will see you guys Saturday morning with our usual audio dope. Until then, we're out. Out. <laughs>